Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey Nochel Prano. Good morning, Andy. What's going on, man? What's oh, new? What's new? Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot new. Um, getting ready to go to New York um, on the 20th. So, you know, five days from now, New York, the 20th to the 1st. Um, you know, just wrapping up some projects here in Los Angeles, got some projects to wrap, <laughs> uh, playing golf with tug this afternoon. You know, that's, what's new. Yeah. I saw he, he sent us a text today. I haven't responded about the block, the block. I mean, we're not calling it the block. There's already the block, right? It's a pretty awesome block. It was insane. It was insane. It was it was an incredible block. So but and 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 listen, uh, you know, Tug's statement of it's more incredible than the block uh, might be right. And and listen, Odell Beckham's catch was more incredible than fucking Dwight Clark's catch. But Dwight Clark has the catch. Well, Tug sent this. I'll just read his text. Yeah, because these are his words. LeBron's block is better because of the timing game seven, but Giannis's block is more ridiculous, more athletic against the dunk and also saved a series. Giannis could do LeBron's block, but not the other way around. And you go ahead and you can read my reply. And you said mostly agree. Although I wouldn't put Giannis's block past a 26 year old LeBron. And he said fair. And I'd probably agree with that as well. I mean, you can, if you, if you go, if you like put LeBron block highlights into YouTube, LeBron has some insane blocks in his career. Now, Giannis, obviously uh, shot blocking is a big part of his game. Um, He's an insane rim protector, but I don't put, you know, a recovery block on a big man. Uh, past I don't put it uh, I bottom line I don't put anything past a 26 year old LeBron now we're we, you know we're we're 12 years removed or 11 years removed or whatever it is from you know LeBron being in this athletic prime that Giannis is in so we look at LeBron a different way now and I would also argue um, Giannis could certainly with his athleticism pull off LeBron's block but you know the speed with which LeBron chased down guys and the, I mean, they've even done like sports science breakdowns on like the, the closing distance. Giannis is a little bit more lumbering as great as Giannis is in the open court offensively and defensively. He is a little bit more lumbering than full speed freight train LeBron. But my point is I don't put either block past either of them. They're both two of the, freakest the freaky freakest athletes we've ever seen um and and that being said i agree with uh 
tug. Like the, the actual physicality of Giannis's block is better than LeBron's, but LeBron's was in a bigger moment. So the, there's a good breakdown. It's only a minute, minute 20 on, I saw on the ringer, which I like because it shows the slow-mo. It shows a few different angles of how Giannis did it and Connaughton pointing to Giannis like, I'm not switching, man. And how he basically had to stop, help defense, stop Devin Booker, and then also how he has to pivot in the angle. Because if he doesn't do that, then the game's tied with under a minute. Yeah. And it really did save the game, or at least – you know, and that's the other thing. And, you know, that's why I, I also agree with Tug was like, yeah, uh, you know, you could say, you know, he said also saved a series. Right. Tug said that. Now we have to also remember LeBron was down three one in that series. So like save the series. If if the Suns win that game, they go down three one. They're only, you know, they're only in the position that the Cavs came back from. But I agree wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly with his sentiment that like just the recovery, the fact that it was on a big, the fact that it was on a dunk, the fact like it was an insane. It's one of the great blocks we've ever seen, you know, yeah. given the moment in the playoffs, in the finals. Top, t- top two the, finals block. <laughs> I mean, they're a tough team. Man. They, they they don't go down. Milwaukee, they got grit in them and they have that fighting spirit. And we what? It's like the review of a Western. Well, they do. They got they, that grit. They got that fighting spirit. They, they just, they don't go away, man. And. Wide Earp's got that, got that grit, got that fighting spirit. I, I think Phoenix has it too. I think the Suns have it too. But Milwaukee, I, I thought Phoenix was going to win this game. I thought they were going to pull it out and. Just some bad Chris Paul, he, he imploded. I'm not putting this on him. There's a lot of factors involved, but dude, you're the guy, you're the veteran, you're the experienced one. You can't be having those turnovers that he had. Yeah. I mean, even just even if if you if you limit like let's take Chris Paul's game, the overview out of it, just the final turnover he had the game ceiling turnover. You're just, you just, you didn't see that coming from the Chris Paul. We've been watching all postseason. It, if it, it, you know, and I'm obviously I'm a Steph fan, but that was a Steph turnover. That was like a little too casual with the ball, little too, you know, it's going around the bat. Like it just felt, I was just so surprised it happened. Yeah. And just that turnover alone, not his best game. You know, listen, the guy's been insane. He's the only reason that they're there. They are not in the finals without Chris Paul. Sure. But that they're is a, have these games. That's a Matthew Del Vadova 2015 Cavs turnover. Yeah. But listen, remember, we're not going to do it with Chris Paul. We're not going to be like, he's a choker. He choked. They had the series. He blew it. We're not going to do that with him. Well, nor should, nor should we, nor should we do it with anybody in, in full, full playoffs yeah. in full series. You're going to have a, everybody's going to have a bad game. Sure. Well, amongst, you know, the great plays, there was just horrific officiating 
and the conspiracy theorists they're out they're out in full force today i mean they're, it's hard hard not to be out in full force with the uh with the booker foul they were out last i i, I just it's a problem man it really is you know the refs know they know devin booker has five fouls they know and when he hugs drew holiday gives him a bear hug and they let it play. And and they to be honest, they let they were letting things play, but they that's just that was an egregious call that you have to make. My only issue with the conspiracy theorists is I think that I think that all the only conspiracy is that the refs know he has five fouls and the refs swallow their whistle out of fear as opposed to some larger idea that we're not going to foul out their best player because you want a seven game series. Yeah. Right. So if you're, if you have the bucks fighting back from two one and they're down at that point, conspiracy would be foul out Devin Booker. True. Make it two, two. And also let's go back to his fifth foul. His fifth foul was a ticky tacky foul. It right. was. And that's, that was- the, and that's the whole thing is like throughout the game, there's tons of opportunities to not call a foul on, you know, stars, but then to not call it on the, like he fouled him twice. Yeah. You could argue he fouled him like the whole way to the hoop. Yeah. He was trying to foul him. Yeah. It's like Devin Booker forgot. I got five fouls. I'm fouling out. He was trying to foul him. And it was bad. There was a bunch of bad calls. You know, they, they blatantly missed the, the out of bounds. I think it was campaign. And uh, th- th- there was, there was a few different plays and I get, it's not easy, but damn, you can't jack these calls up in the NBA finals. Yeah. But NBA officiating is suspect at best. And, you know, that's just like, that's just sports these days. Well, but but why, why can't we, you know, I tweeted this out and it was kind of a joke, but it's kind of not a joke. Why can't we just have automated or some sort of system for all these sports? What is, auto, what is automated fouls look like? Everybody I don't know. Body, touch, I don't sensitivity. Know. And if there's contact, it sets off a buzzer. Well, we're like laser tag uniforms. I don't know. I, mean, I think we're always going to need a human element. I think the closest we have to um, the closest that we're ever going to have to automation is balls and strikes, line of scrimmage, uh, goal line. You know, if we can if we can judge when somebody crosses a finish line with a laser, we should be able to judge if somebody crosses a goal line with a laser or the line of scrimmage or have a bo- have a laser box for the strike zone but judgment calls blocker but, blocker charge how do you how do you do that with a robot well i don't know I, i'm just tossing it out there but again on that out of bounds play why can't these guys have earpieces in why can't somebody real quick in new york go, dude you got that play wrong you can't you can't have that in the final 5 minutes of the nba finals because that's where that's where the human element like you need it but then it brings in ego it brings in people refusing to say they're wrong it brings in that's why 
we need the human element, but we need it's I, you know, I hate to do this because we've, we have the argument about this on other episodes, but it's like, it's like cops, man. They just cops don't want to police other cops. Like cops get away with stuff because there's a union and we don't have to say anything and the union's going to protect us so we can be piece of shit cops. And if you, it, you know, if you say something, then we're going to fuck with you. And if you don't like it, take it up with the union, but then the union's going to run. You. It's like with referees, they're all protecting each other. The league's protecting them. It's just a system where it's like there's ego and there's, there's, you know, guys getting it wrong and refusal to admit that you're getting it wrong and people protecting each other. Well, if now we're calling out each other, then who stops them from calling me out and whatever. And it's just like what we need the same way in our fucking police. We need like honest referees. We're like, Hey man, I got it wrong. We all get them wrong. Steve got it wrong. Rick got it wrong. Sometimes we get it wrong. I'm here to make sure Rick gets it right. And Rick's here to make sure I get it right. But, but no but, one does that. But, but that's on the league. In my opinion, that's, that's, that's on. And then we're talking about referees unions and no, no, I know. I, 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 I know, but, but my point is, doesn't the league, whether it doesn't matter the league or the sport, doesn't that particular league want to get it right? Because now you are under a microscope and the whole world is watching and social media is on fire. So when you blatantly. Yeah, the league, the league wants to get it right. The problem is, but I don't no, think they do. I don't No think one they wants do. to admit they got it wrong. For you to get it right in the first place, you have to admit you got it wrong and no one wants to do that. Hold these hold these refs accountable. That That's how you that's how you write the ship. Say, dude, you're wrong. You can't have this happen again. I, 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 don't, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's. That's why I identify as an Arab. All refs are bastards. <laughs> and I know it's not, I know it's not an easy job. You just got canceled for saying that term, by the way. Arab. Cancel. All refs are bastards. <laughs> I'm just saying somebody could clip that. Racial slur. Dude, I've been I like, let's be honest. What am I getting canceled from? Yeah. I, I, I don't I don't worry about it. You can't. You, you like at this point. In the words of my you know, one of my favorite artists of all time. If you ain't got nothing, you got nothing to lose. Is that uh Hansen? <laughs> Hanson, mm, Hanson. I believe that was their follow. That was one of the lyrics. Mm-bop. I was saying it was one of the lyrics of Umbop, right? Yep. Well, regardless, man, we got a two-two series, and everybody's held home court, and guys have stepped up when they had to. As far as from both sides, it sucked. It really sucked that Booker has to basically sit the fourth quarter after going off for 20 points in the third quarter. Like, that sucked. Well, just, also, I mean, he was a defensive liability and was getting, you know, they attacked him. He got into foul trouble. That's strategy, man. Yeah. Honestly, the the strategy from when you looked at game three and the way Giannis 
dominated when Aiton was off the floor. I'm surprised their strategy wasn't get Aiton in foul trouble every any way we possibly can. Now Booker ended up being the guy that it happened to, but like that's a strategy, man. And that's look, we you you talk about conspiracy theories going back decades in the NBA. I mean, we've all heard of the conspiracy there. Magic Johnson's on camera saying the conspiracy. You can't touch Michael Jordan, and Michael Jordan can mug you and do whatever he wants to you. Michael Jordan can shove you out of the way for a game winner. There's always been these, we don't call these, we do call these, we don't call them for this guy, we do call them for this guy. And if you look at Booker, you know, they didn't call it, he didn't end up fouling out. They didn't call it late in the game. Maybe Monty Williams should have realized they're not going to foul him out. So don't sit him for the whole fourth quarter because they're never going to call a sixth. We've seen this with Draymond for a decade. He says, fuck, he gets his first technical. They're not giving him another technical if he murders a referee's child in cold blood at midcourt. He's just not getting ejected from the game. We've seen it a million times. And I, I swear that Draymond knows that. I swear Draymond gets one technical, so now he can say whatever he wants the rest of the game and never be kicked out, at yeah. least in the playoffs. Sure. By the way, has Monty Williams ever put the mask on his face? Why does he have it? No idea. Have you noticed that? I, it's one of the things I've noticed. It is on his chin. I, and this isn't like my thing is like, dude, just don't wear it. It's fine. South Park calls it chin diapers. It's a chin diaper. Yeah. Have you ever seen it on his face? I Not that I can remember. That's what I'm saying. Am I the only one noticing this? No. The, the, the whole game, I'm like, why? The whole playoffs, I'm saying, what, what, why do you have it on your face, dude? Like, what are you doing? Do you think his mask now is something like when Rip Hamilton didn't need the face shield? that he kept wearing it. I mean, listen, I'm very superstitious when it comes to, you know, we've heard all about my, I've talked about it on dirty slides for years. I have, I had a sunflower seed regimen while I was coaching. So I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah, no, I don't blame you. I mean, I, I, you know, to bring it back to third grade basketball, I, when I switched to the white mask, we never lost. So I had I, this mustache since, I moved out like the one of when I was coaching baseball in New York, I had a beard forever switched to the mustache at the end of my coach career there. We didn't lose again. We end up upsetting, you know, one of the great baseball teams in New York city in a, in a state championship. I've had the mustache ever since. <laughs> so where does this series go now? I mean, I you hate to say you still think sons. I still think so. Listen, if if I had chips to sprinkle, I would spr- I would I would go have probably heaviest on Suns and Six. I think Suns win at home, and then you know I I'll tell you what I like. I like Suns at home, Suns on the road more than I like bucks on the road, bucks at home. Like I, I like sons in six better than I like bucks in six. So I would sprinkle, if I had to sprinkle, I would sprinkle a little bit heavier on sons in six. And then, you know, I'd take 60% of my money or 50% of my money. And I put it on sons in six. I'd take 25 and 25 and put it on both teams in seven. 
because again, I think game seven played on the moon, played in Madison Square Garden, played it uh, on the Venice Beach basketball courts. It doesn't matter. It's a game seven. I don't think the like is the crowd a factor. Sure, but I don't think like anything can fucking happen. Booker could go off, or Booker could go for over for forty. Giannis could score two points, or Giannis could score two hundred. Like game sevens in the NBA, especially with these two teams, wild. So I like, I still like Suns and six, but I'm rooting for, I want this game seven. I'm rooting for home team, home team. Let's go to a game seven. That's what I'm rooting for. I'm rooting for Suns the next game, Bucks in, in game six. Let's play a game seven. I want a game seven at the Venice Beach courts since Fuck you just yeah. said that. Yeah. Dunk it on homeless dudes. I love it. Landing with a heroin syringe, falling in some dude's arm. They're cleaning up that boardwalk of bulldozers, Andy. Bulldozers. They're like literally like if they're taking people's stuff, they're like re they're like boxing it up. They're putting it into storage or whatever for people. And if and if you don't get your stuff out by a certain time, they're just like throwing it in garbage trucks. Now it's supposedly happening in sections and they're already like, Oh, well this section's not ready. They're pushing it back. But supposedly I no, I haven't been down there, but I've just heard I've, I've been talking to my old, one of my old neighbors. But again, what, okay. There is that salt. Like to me, that doesn't sound like it would solve the problem. So here's what is being explained to me that, the you know the beach area the there's there's the boardwalk then there's you know whether it be grass the basketball courts the paddle tennis courts everywhere along the beach there's the boardwalk and then there's usually something separating the boardwalk from the beach that whole everything between the boardwalk and the beach is a park it is illegal to spend the night in a park. Okay. So now they're now they haven't enforced it <laughs> since the seventies. That's what I'm saying. But apparently they're going, fuck it. We're going to enforce the rules. No more sleeping in parks. But, but again, I, I'm not trying to be that guy, but I'm going to be that guy. Then where do all these people like to me that what are you doing? Like, what is the like program to somehow help? and alleviate the long-term problem. I, I don't know, Emoji. I don't know either. That's why I'm asking. I, I don't have the answers, but if you if you gave me some of the money some of these people are earning to figure out the answers, I, I, think, I think the answers don't want to be figured out because it's a job, right? You can say that for a lot of jobs, right? Where... You don't want to find a solution because you have a job. That's what gives you your job. Like LA is, I, we've talked about this. LA is, to me, LA is the prime city. I, I bet most of the big cities are like this, where people justify their salaries or their jobs by taking meetings and fake staying busy. And, and you could probably say that for a lot of jobs. Like fill your calendar. It makes me think of office space when they bring yeah. everybody in. But also, but also by not doing anything, you can't do anything wrong. So people, I think the big fear, 
you get fired when you fuck up. Sure. If you don't do anything, if you push paper from one pile to the other, if you fucking, you know, if you, if you just take your time and you just make it seem like you're busy or whatever, you just, you stay under the radar. You know, if you filibuster your life. Yeah. But when you go, Hey, I'm all in on this. That didn't work. You're fired. Yeah. So whatever, but game five is Saturday. Correct. Correct. I feel like this finals. They this, have, they have spread it out. Yeah. I was just going to say that. I feel like it's been really spread out. And then they go Tuesday, right? Then they go Monday, Sunday, Monday off. They go Tuesday. And then they finally only get back to a every other day schedule for a game seven between Tuesday and Thursday. We're almost a football season. Yeah. Great. Shorten the gap. We'll be, it'll, we'll go NBA finals, MLB trading deadline, preseason football, basketball's back. I mean, preseason football. Preseason football, football, World Series. We got the Olympics squeezed in there. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. The Olympics start, I think, next week. It's nonstop. We'll, we'll, we'll get back to a regular schedule. I, I usually enjoy just a little break, a little sports break, like as far as watching from yeah. – NBA finals to football. I enjoy like a month off. I'm not really going to get that too much this year. No, nah, not with the Olympics. No. What's your favorite and Olympic sport to watch? I'm swimming. No doubt about yeah, it. Yeah. Swimming. Swimming probably mine. Track and field's fun. Oh, gymnastics. I, I can watch gymnastics. Like Simon Biles. Is it Simon? Simone? Simone. <laughs> Simon. Simon. <laughs> Simon Biles is when she, when she goes to, when she decides she could beat the man. Probably dude. She's a badass. Yeah. She's 24. Do you imagine doing that shit? My niece is in gymnastics, man. Shit. She can do and not. She's ripped, like ripped. And I'm like, how old is she? She's nine. I mean, serious gymnast. This isn't like, she's got to pass each. She's, she does it three hours a week three times a week. She's also the one who's like, get on this roller coaster. You pussy shouldn't say it like yeah. that, but yeah, I think my brother bought me a roller coaster t-shirt. He's really trying to push this agenda. Like now I have to wear a roller coaster t-shirt. By the way, I almost sent you a video the other day. I came across a video of them demolishing one of the roller coasters at Kings Island. What was the old wood one? Was it son of beast? Yeah. The Beast, maybe? Maybe it was the original the Well, beast? no, the, the original Beast is still there. Okay. Fun fact, longest wooden roller coaster in the world still. It's had that record for a long time. You you don't want to go on that one, though. It's an old wooden roller coaster. Yes. Around, it's like the cyclone. Yeah. That's one of those where should I consult a neurologist first, given the denting? What if I went on that roller coaster wearing a, a helmet? Oh, oh, I've got a helmet. I've got a helmet. Sympathy points? No? I'm not getting any sympathy points doing that from, from any of the ladies? From who? 
Oh, oh, you're trying to pick up ladies at the at the amusement park by being the guy who wears a helmet on an adult <laughs> in a helmet. I don't know if sympathy points is the points that you're getting. Hey, Brandon, let me ask you something real quick before we go on to baseball. Yeah. Have you heard the phrase, we should get a beer when this is all over during the last year, year and a half of the pandemic? Of course. There's, there's, there's been a lot of we should do this when it's all over. It's it's actually been a really fun thing to hear. Hey, we should hang out when it's all over. We should do this when it's all over. We should go to that. We didn't do any of that stuff before. The one thing that I feel like we can hold people to is we should have a beer when this is all over. Yeah. Well, that's great because uh, I got a, a great thing I'm going to introduce to all the listeners and a great program they can partake in for the whole we should grab a beer. So is right this from now, our good friends at Miller Lite? This is. This is our good friends at Miller Lite and the parent company. This might be news for some of our listeners. Molson Coors owns Miller Lite. So right now, Miller Lite, Coors Light, Blue Moon, Peroni, and Leinenkugel are teaming up to help you hold your friends accountable for the beers they said you'd get. So listen to this. Take a screenshot of a message from a friend saying you should get a beer when this is over and share it on social media with the hashtag time for that beer. Then head to the bar, upload your receipt for a beer from one of the brands that I just listed. Again, wow. Miller, Miller Lite, Coors Light, Blue Moon, Peroni, Line and Google, and go to timeforthatbeer.com forward slash rebate. And that beer is on us, as in Molson Coors will pay for that beer. So you're basically holding your friends accountable for saying, hey, we should get a beer. And then you're and getting Molson Coors is going to pay for it. Yeah. It's great. I mean, I, I got to say, I got to say, uh, Miller Lite and their parent company throughout, you know, the last year and a half been really good about trying to give you guys free beers, give us free beers. Like I, I yeah. you know, I can appreciate a company that's like, Hey, we're going to find all kinds of different marketing plans to give you guys free stuff. It's usually, we're going to find marketing plans to get you guys to buy stuff. No, they're going to give you free beers. Yeah. I'll oh, go to this website and, and put in this long URL, get a free beer, get this. It's like, gotta love it. Yeah. What a great company. So making me thirsty. Uh, this bet. ad reads making me thirsty. So, so again, all you're doing is you're taking a screenshot of Just your go friend. To your, go to your uh, your text messages and search for when this is over. Yeah. Or somebody talking about grabbing a beer. And I'm sure you have a bunch. And for more information, simply go to timeforthatbeer.com to get the beer you said you would get on us. So once again, it's time for that beer.com. Remember to celebrate responsibly Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. So take advantage of this. Well, I mean, I mean, why not? It's, it's a, it's a free beer. Yeah. It's a beer on them and make it a Miller light. Let's be honest. Yeah. Some of those other beers are delicious, you know, but make it a Miller light. They were flow. I mean, last week in Milwaukee, Miller Lights were flowing. That's a beer city. It really is. You, you got to love it. 
It was good. That was my first time. We're talking about this for real. That was my first time. Having a hankering? No. I, well, yeah, I, I have a hankering a lot. But I, I, I try to squash it because we all know we can't go down that path again. But uh, I think it was my first time. Like, I'm trying to think when last time I was like, like a bar, like bars, bars. Like that in a long time. But I assume the bars are, they're popping right now in Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bars are back, baby. Have they kept the street? I really liked what LA did with that. A lot of street stuff. Yeah. is still there. I would say, I, I would say just about everywhere I've seen that opened up to the street still has it. Okay, good. Because that was smart. It's, it's too, it, the weather's too good to not do that. And also I think that there's, you know, some hesitation by a lot of folks of like this really, you know, are we done, done? I think, it's, yeah, I think yeah. the attitude is we're done, but there's always that lurking fear. Sure. But I feel pretty comfortable personally. I, 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 I gauge it by Trader Joe's people. Remember how I said, oh, everybody was still wearing a mask. Mm -hmm. Now I go to Trader Joe's and I'm shocked when I see people with masks. Because I think it's changed. So that's good. I think, think we're, uh, we're doing pretty good. I don't want to root or curse this. Knock on wood. Yeah. Come on. Don't root or curse this. Did you watch the All-Star game? I watched, uh, I watched most of it. I, unfortunately, I missed Shoei Otani's uh, first inning, but right. so I watched a lot of it too. And and I want to say before we even get to the All Star game itself, did you watch the polar bear defend his title? I did watch the home run derby. I mean, longest, I gotta say, was it just me or is that the longest home run derby ever? Uh, no, I I I felt like I feel like the new I feel like the new format. You know, the format changes they keep making. I think it just makes it better. Like there was times where you would be like, oh, this is brutal. Um, I got to say, though, man, I know I'm a Mets fan and I'm a little biased, but I also feel like if he was on another team, I mean, the confidence, the head bopping, the getting the crowd going, the are you not entertained? Like the he went out to the bars after with his chain on. He called himself the best power hitter in baseball. He like, you got to love the swag that the polar bear brings out there. I mean, he said not for a second. Did he think he was going to lose his teammates were like, bro, you're the defending champ. You're a five seed. He's like, I'm going to hit the most home runs. Who cares what seed I am? You got to love that. I think this is, this is going to mean a big second half for Alonzo. Yeah, he was. He was I mashing, think he's feeling himself. He was uh, he was in control the whole time. Yeah. He said there wasn't a second he was going to lose. And also, I, I tweeted it, and I truly believe it. I mean, he either, he either just has the best, like, PR slash social media guru on his side. Everything he does seems like it was created in a how to hype New York fans laboratory. It's like, oh, I put a little mob deep, a little Nas. Dude, bro, you're 24 years old or whatever it is. You're playing Nas. You love it. Where's he from? Florida. 
Florida boy. I mean, he went to he went to Florida. I think he's from down in those parts, though. Yeah, the home run derby was pretty good. The game, yeah. the, born the in game. Tampa, Florida. Game just bores me. All star game. It's an exhibition. It's a. It's a. You know. The the mic'd up players is, in my opinion, so cringeworthy. Really? Oh, I hate it. What did you hate about it? I think it's just awkward and uncomfortable. And I I empathize with the players. You're batting. And you got to be mic'd up. And then some of the players don't know you're mic'd up. Like you're talking to yourself. It's just odd. And then when Aaron Judge got the first base, this was the first inning. So you probably missed that. Joe Buck was like, well, tell him because Freddie Freeman was mic'd up. It's like, make sure. Cause I think judge might've, I might've missed that. Cause I, the first few innings I was on the treadmill. So I was watching on my iPad, but I, I heard Joe Buck makes a reference like, well, let him, let him know you're mic'd up. I don't know if he said something inappropriate, but yeah. I'm just I, like, that was cringeworthy for me saying, okay, judge doesn't know he's mic'd up. And these I mean, guys, to me, like, I love, I love, that's what I love about exhibitions. That's what I love about it, is like giving, giving you that access, but have a better method. First of all, pick guys that are, you know, pick guys that are going to be entertaining and mark them somehow, you know, put a little microphone patch on their chest so guys know they're mic'd up. Tell everybody these guys are going to be mic'd up throughout the game. Just FYI, pregame, just be like, these guys, this guy and this guy and this guy's going to be mic'd. But I like to access and I, and I think it's, you know, it's entertaining but I agree with you that like they don't do a great job of it. Well, it, yeah, exactly. You know, you have Buck. I mean, the idea that anybody goes out there, like I didn't see that. You're right. That was in the first thing, but I didn't see that. But like the idea that somebody's mic'd and not every single player out there knows is ridiculous. It's not that hard. Yeah. That's my jam right there little trilogy that's that's a good kombucha not kombucha see i've changed yeah that's good um yeah I'll give you the sniff we'll get to that in the calls how, how am i doing so far by the way i haven't noticed it i'll play it later in the call somebody said i sniff too much and i think this is a newer thing and then you asked me and i was like yeah absolutely so I, I, I want to correct that. I want to make that adjustment. Batters need to make adjustments. Podcasters need to make adjustments. Apparently, I'm sniffing too much when I talk. It's because I'm in an igloo of a basement. Basement is so cold. So maybe that just gets the sinuses going. Anyway, I don't like the mic'd up personally. I agree with you. You got to get better players at times. Like Tatiste was fine, but like Freeman, I'm just like, Okay, like this guy's just such a you know, he's just a normal dude. And yeah. then I feel I feel the then the players have pressure. Also, dude, they got guys mic'd up while they're batting. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And you, and, you, and also like guys just, throwing a 98 mile an hour cutter, and you're and then Buck saying something along the lines, oh how was that pitch? I just swung yeah. and missed. What do you think? And I that's another one where I think like pick pick the right guys. Pick guys who are down for it. Pick guys who, you know, like, yeah, I don't give a fuck who's in my ear. What do you, what do you expect in the second half? 
there's been some big surprises. Can the Giants, who have the best record in baseball, no one saw this coming. Can they keep that? I think that they can. My fear with the Giants is that I don't think they're built for the postseason. And Gaussman's been great, but like, I don't think that they're built for the postseason. But at the same time, they're leading what uh, they're leading two teams that, you know, are considered, you know, real contenders in baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that the Giants, listen, do do the Giants, if you put a gun to my head right now and said, do the Giants win the NL West? I would say no. But I wouldn't be shocked if they do. And I think that the Giants are still a playoff team. But I just don't think the Giants are built for the postseason. I think that they're going to have a hard time in postseason. Um, I mean, otherwise, there's there's certainly been some surprises, but there's, you know, your your central has been surprising in that St. Louis is eight games back, two games under 500 and in fourth place. I, don't, I think a lot of people probably would have had them as a favorite. But they always make a push, man. They always I swear. Make, but, but still, that's been the yeah, that's been the shocker for there. Uh, the NL East, I don't think there's a whole lot of shock. I mean, I think the Mets have been, you know, the Mets pitching's been better than people thought. Obviously, tons of injuries. I, I think the shocker for the Mets is that they're doing it despite the fact that literally the whole team's been hurt the whole year. Um, but like is it a shocker that Philly's kind of been disappointing? No. Is it a shocker that Washington has been disappointing? No. Like those are two teams I feel like, you know, thrive in being kind of disappointing from year to year. Uh, Atlanta has been right there and seemingly feeling like they're going to break out the whole year, but never did. And now they lose Acuna. Like I do, I, I don't see them making a push without him. Houston's been surprising in the AL West that they've been so good, but I think everybody considered it to be a Houston Oakland division. And that's what it's turning out to be. I have the Chicago white Sox as a preseason world series pick with the Mets. So certainly not a shock to me that they're running away with the central eight games up on Cleveland. Everybody else is in 15 or worse. And then, you know, as the 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 Yankees being in fourth is surprising, but it's not that surprising. I said on Dirty Slides, look out for the Red Sox. Every time you think that they're not going to have a good year, they do. Tampa, I'm surprised that Tampa is. You know, I I I saw the potential of a Tampa. You know, relapse after you know making the World Series push, but they're right there. And Toronto, I mean, how I mean, Toronto's eight games back, but. Not not surprising with all of the young stars and and more importantly the sons of stars, which I like Toronto. I mean, what a what a remarkably smart strategy. Let's only get guys who are sons of big leaguers. It's like it's like they were built in a lab. Pat Mahomes, Steph Curry, Ken Griffey Jr. Like we've seen this for years. Like like this is this is a good strategy like draft guys who are the sons of big leaguers. <laughs> yeah. The entire Boone clan. Are they still playing in Buffalo? Yeah. What is going on in Canada, man? 
dude, it's nuts. My buddy, my buddy's from Canada, one of my best buddies, and his parents finally were able to visit. And he's from Toronto. He actually went to school. He went to high school with Joey Votto, small world. So, so we're, we're two years older than Votto. Anyway, by the way, real quick on that, and then I'll tell you the wild Canadian stuff. I think I said this last episode, right? How he kept signing autographs. I, it just makes me like him even more because his contract, Reds fans always get heated about his contract. And I agree, it's not the best money. But I always say, dude, he's good for that team. He's a good leader. He's a good personality in the clubhouse. I think he's a smart guy. He's, he's just good for the team and for the fan base. But anyway, my buddy, my buddy's parents came to visit him and he said, he said they had to get it. What did he tell me over the phone the other day? He goes, he goes, they, so they have to show that they're COVID negative before they get on the flight, which fine. I don't have a problem with that. But he says when they land in Toronto, they get retested. Yeah. And he's like, this is all coming out of their own money. So he's saying they're showing up to the airport, showing that they're COVID negative. And on the whatever, three-hour flight from St. Louis to Toronto, they somehow got COVID. And they have to get retested in the airport in Canada. Well, I mean, it's not wild to think. You're stuck in an airplane and you got COVID. That's not wild. But it's going to show up that quickly even? I don't know. I don't know. It's all it's all kind of ludicrous bureaucracy, but, you know, the world's a wild place these days. And, man, I was thinking about getting that passport updated, son. What do you mean? Is your passport expired? Yeah, way expired. Oh. I know. That's I know. Just, I, that's reckless. That's just reckless. What if you need to escape this godforsaken country in a pinch? I got to update it. And I have a feeling that's way backlogged like everything else. Everything's just, just do everything online, do everything in the mail, send me pics, like whatever. No one goes anywhere into the, into the office anymore. State of, Cal- State of California. Get the ball rolling. Dude, the state of California sent me. I mean, this is this shows how backlogged everything is with the bureaucracy. The state of California sent me to my Ohio address. So think about all this. That I am way overdue on my tags, and that my if I don't pay, my car will be impounded on California tags and California license plate that literally no longer exists. Think about that. So when you you got Ohio tags for your car, you registered Correct. your car in Ohio. Correct. What they do with your California plates? I get to keep them. But 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 they just don't exist anymore, right? Yeah. So like those plate, those is, is it a thing where you were supposed to have sent your tags your plates to California? No. I assume the DMV in Ohio is making a note. They are. That these that this plate just doesn't exist anymore. But I'm laughing, thinking the state of California is threatening if you don't pay these tags, which was up to like five hundred dollars, we will impound your car. Uh, and I'm laughing to myself, thinking these tags don't exist. And then I had this wild, crazy idea of putting my license plates on a random dude's car, and then 
I mean, I created this whole well, story. I mean, that's that's where I that's why my question was like, are you supposed to turn in your plates? Which is possible because no, you, you're not supposed to like give them to another car and be like, here, bro, you're you can use these on your stolen car to drive across the country. Oh yeah, I I had a lot of crazy ideas about somebody getting arrested, but but my imagination went wild with it. But my point is, no, I've done this before. Like I still have my Nevada plates. You don't turn in your plates. That's not a thing. I have no idea. I just thought it was so ridiculous and so funny. I don't even know what we were talking about. What the hell were we talking about? Were we talking baseball? Were we, we done with that? Baseball? You, were, you were asking me the question, you know, my thoughts on the second half. Um, I'm excited. I think this baseball season has been great. I think it will continue to be great. I am like, you, you got to love the excitement that we're going to see out of the NL West down the stretch. Such um, a good division. You know, the NL East, can the Mets hold up despite the injury stuff? I mean, I know your your Reds have come on strong in Chicago, but Chicago's now eight games back. It's like, I just don't know that you guys have the juice to catch the Brewers. I disagree. Chicago, so yeah. Chicago's going to be sellers. Right. They've already decided. The Reds are yeah. buyers. So right. the Reds have three games to start off starting tomorrow with Milwaukee. You know, I'm hoping they can take two. Milwaukee has no bats. Milwaukee's pitching is great. They have no bats. I think, uh, I think the Reds are going to be able to compete if their pitching can hold up. The Reds obviously do have bats, but their pitching has been right. As the kids say, sus all year. I'll take good pitching over good hitting all day, especially in the league where good hitting now means hitting like 260. True. Well, I was um, looking at this. I was looking at the schedule. They, I think I, the AL West will be fun to watch down the stretch. I'm hoping, uh, you know, Oakland can make a push. But like having Oakland and Houston in a, in a playoff situation is fun. Chicago, I don't think anybody's catching Chicago. And then the, I think the NL West and the AL East are going to be the fun divisions, you know, down the stretch. Yeah. And let's just hope, hope my Metsies can hang on. Well, I should just go to more games. I'm four. And, the Reds are four and two, so they're winning sixty-six percent of the games that Andy Ruther goes to. So, I should go to more games. I was looking. My my manager just sent me a text message of a of a screenshot, by the way, from California DMV Chapter Twelve Non-Resident Vehicles. The owner must return them to the Motor Vehicle Department of the state where they were issued. The license plates. F that I, I checked the box because they, they did have an option on that. Have you moved? And I just checked that box. I've never heard of that ever. She's high. That, that's what I thought. <laughs> I'm kidding. Screenshot of the DMV website. It was Photoshopped. So I was looking pics or it didn't happen. Well, here's the pics. <laughs> Not trusting it. Dude, dude, in this weird era of 2021, you can literally be presented a factual thing like that and just say, oh, it's bullshit. Fake news. You know, Pittsburgh's only four and a half hours. PNC Park's four and a half hours away from me, Joe. It's that close. Yeah. I think I might have to just, that's the last park in the central I haven't been to. Yeah. And it's, I'm, I've heard it's up there with the best ballparks in the, in the, yeah. in, in the league. So I was looking. I, like, I've had, I've had my eyes on trying to do a Pittsburgh run myself. Cause it's kind of out there, you know, it's go this week, go see DeGrom. No, go, I'm going to go, go for a red series. Yeah. I'm going to go. I, I got like a day September game and I was looking, 
I thought with four and a half, I had no clue it was that close. And I'm thinking it's under How three. I did not know it was that close. You've lived in Cincinnati the majority of your life. You know, it's a, it's about the same distance. It is. It's the same distance for me to go to Cleveland. It is to go to Pittsburgh. And that's wild to me. I, how did I not know this? Because you never heard people from Cincinnati saying, I'm going to Pittsburgh, which is crazy. But now I felt like my world has been opened and I'd, I'd like I'm to go. I'm actually kind of shocked that you haven't, haven't been. First of all, have you never been to Pittsburgh? Never been to Pittsburgh. <laughs> that's weird. It is weird. Ever. And it's, it's, you basically go through like Podunk, Eastern yeah. Ohio. I did on the way to your place. You had never been to Pittsburgh. That's crazy. So I'm eyeing, I saw a September day game, middle of the week. And I'm thinking, go for the, go for maybe two nights, get there. I think it's like a Tuesday night, go to the Wednesday day game, maybe come back after the game or stay another night. Anything is possible. I kind of like Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's a, uh, you know, it's not a, it's not a city I want to spend like a ton of time in, but I like it. It's fun. They drink there. They got their their sandwiches, their famous sandwiches. What's that sandwich again? It's Pramani Brothers. Soft bread, put the fries on it. Coleslaw. It's good. I God. like it. You do these towns, the Pittsburghs, the Cincinnatis, the Milwaukee, like you, they just love heart attack food yeah everyone is so gross i shouldn't say everyone don't want to do that there was a lot of lovely people at the beach in milwaukee and lake michigan but i mean come on a lot of fat people just saying i felt pretty good i'm not gonna lie took off my shirt in the middle of the brewers game I didn't do Took it. off your shirt at the ballpark? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ, you're taking fucking Sons and Four Guy to the next level. And Sons and Four Guy has a bobblehead. It's ridiculous. Think about that. He beat up somebody, and now he has a bobblehead? That's unbelievable. Did you see the Stephen A thing? It's... Listen, I have so many fucking issues with ESPN... And the woke stuff, but then also like I'm I'm the kind of person that's like, hey, it's it's like better safe than sorry these days. I mean, we all agreed that Rachel Nichols did nothing wrong, and then basically she loses her gigs over it. Meanwhile, Stephen A. Smith just comes with hot racism, and now is going to never fucking lose his job or pay any price for it whatsoever, and still going to be the highest rated, highest paid employee at ESPN it's so fucking ludicrous and it's so it's such bullshit it's like the, you guys set this standard for yourself and now fucking Stephen A. Smith Rachel Nichols is just saying like don't take don't like go overboard on the diversity thing and I lose my job over it and Stephen A. Smith is just gonna come with fucking speak English or get the fuck out and he's gonna keep his job it's so stupid Stephen A. Smith is such a trash bag and ESPN is such a trash network that he's been there this long before any of this stuff. Okay. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to take a, a different, completely different take, like a wild take. Cause you know, I've been harping on this with ESPN. 
Like, dude, how much of this do you think is concocted? Am, am I am I crazy to think a producer said, yo, dude, say some kind of fucked up shit about him not speaking English and the face of Major League Baseball, then we'll get viewers. No, I think Stephen A. Smith just sits literally at home every morning and goes like, what's my hot take today? And because if you if you look at the history, even Stephen A. Smith on Otani, it was a week before he said he should speak in this, that he was saying Major League Baseball isn't doing a good enough job marketing a modern day Babe Ruth. Like he is the kind of person where he will eat his own opinions alive because every morning he wakes up and goes, I need a hot take. And then he forgets that two weeks ago his hot take was this. He is an embarrassed. It is embarrassing that Stephen A. Smith is still a person that we know of. Like he should have been so long gone so long ago. When I do an impression of Stephen A. Smith on this show, it's a toned down version of Stephen A. Smith. He's so bad. He's so loud. People who defend him are fucking clowns. If you enjoy Stephen A. Smith content, you're a joke and a loser. He's the worst. He's the worst. We are fucking three, four years removed from him not knowing who's playing in football games. Wait a second. You're telling me Stephen A. Smith hasn't actually been on this show? I thought he's been on this show for the last seven and a half years. It's ridiculous. Impersonator. I hate Stephen A. Smith so much. And it's insane that he's not that he won't he's not getting punished for this at all. First of all, easiest out in ESPN history. You're overpaying this guy. There's no way he draws his money's worth. Fire just, him with cause. I just think that, you, you know, I, I am. I, I know we keep talking about this and there might be some people saying, oh, shut up. Stop bringing this up. But I am from a business perspective. I am fascinated by ESPN right now. I, I'm fascinated and I'm intrigued because. I think they just don't know what to do. And I think some of these other outlets have developed personalities. I'd rather watch fucking Kenny Maine read The Great Gatsby in the dark than watch Stephen A. Smith give his opinion about sports. And he's probably making 15 times what Kenny Maine was making. But they got to let Maine go for money. But they're going to let Stephen A. Smith in. This is ridiculous. Major League Baseball doesn't know how to market Shohei Otani. He is a combination of Babe Ruth and Godzilla. Is that is that racist? I don't know. Turn him into a giant dragon. <laughs> give him a bat. Give him a glove. Let him stomp all over New York City. Have him fight King Kong. But he can't do it. He can't be the face of baseball because he can't speak English. What are you doing here? Why even move here if you can't speak English? It's so fucking offensive that that was his take. Bro, you barely speak English. You're from America. You barely speak English. You have a journalism degree. You speak broken English. And you're pissed off Shohei Otani hasn't fucking mastered a second language in two years? Well, well, look, it's well, what's interesting to me is on all this, 
like Ichiro was a huge star and he didn't speak any it's English. So fucking stupid. So, you, you know, I, I, I think. I, I just think to, to me, he's not addressing the, the bigger issue of I just think baseball doesn't know how to market a lot of their stars. And now they seem to be smartly doing this with like Tatis, you know, I, him being mic'd up was smart and he's got a good person out. You know, there are some guys trout just isn't the most interesting guy and that's fine. Obviously he's a great ball player. Um, by the way, I just looked up his salary. I had no clue. $14 million. So he gets 8 million a year. The personality basically deal. He gets another 4 million a year production so i guess producer stuff so so steven a is making 12 million a year it's so stupid i don't know anybody alive who enjoys steven a smith but that's not what they're going for this is what i think they're going for clicks yeah it's 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 clicks and it's also so have somebody go on fucking first take and take a dump on the fucking you know what else draws viewers a golfer with an arm growing out of his ass like what are we talking about i think he he's such a caricature now that it's not that he's likable it's that people he's comedic fodder if that makes sense people like me See, like you're like like we have different perspectives of him. Like you're getting worked up because you can't stand him. Where when I watch his stuff, I laugh. But I get worked up. Of the, again, we talk about the hypocrisy. Sure. Rachel Nichols lost her job for saying, "I'm a woman. You have treated me like shit for being a woman. How dare you need to take somebody's job for the sake of diversity and take it for a woman?" And I'm a person who hates Rachel Nichols, and I'm glad that she's not doing any shit. But it's insane that she's going to get punished for that. And Stephen A. Smith's going to come out there and scream, "You're in America. Speak English and still collect twelve million dollars." Look, I, look, it's I'm not, I'm not lunacy. disagreeing with you. I'm not disagreeing with you or your take that it's hypocrisy because it is i fully agree but do you see my point joe i think a lot of people are like me when i see him trending i'll click on the video and i will actually laugh i will laugh out loud to myself at how ridiculous when i see a take like donovan mitchell is already the greatest utah jazz player, i laugh i laugh at the absurdity and again we keep talking about it and that's but probably that's so like it's so stupid because if that's what they're going for, then why don't we just do it? Like, why don't we just have, why does it have to be Stephen A. Smith with like, why don't they just like go all in? Why don't you go all in and just be like, Hey, we're going to get, we're going to have Logan Paul be on first take. And he'll say Joe Ingles is the greatest jazz player of all time. Why didn't, why don't we have, you know, why don't we have Addison Ray twerk while saying, you, this Utah Jazz team is the best team in NBA history. Like, so now the thing is we're going to be an over-the-top, clearly, like, pandering for clicks thing. Like, why Why Stephen A. Smith? Why don't, you know, there's – Stephen A. Smith, how about Steve Buscemi? Have Steve Buscemi on. Well, I, I think – you know, look, look, Stephen it, a. What, what makes Stephen A. Smith qualified? He's not a former athlete. He's got a massive following. I mean, 
he, he look, the ratings aren't there as far as the television ratings. You know who but else has massive following? The Kardashians. Give them $12 million to come on and talk sports nonsense. They're just as qualified. They could probably remember who the starting tight end of the fucking Chargers is. That's preposterous. I just don't think <laughs> the Kansas City Chiefs could beat this Bucks team. I just don't think Steve Bono can beat Vinny Testaverde in a Super Bowl. The guy, uh, uh, Steve and those guys both retired 25 years ago. You know what I mean. I do UFC. I do racist baseball. I do basketball. I'm expected to remember who's starting that quarterback for the two Super Bowl teams. When you work as much as I do, I, I, I defy anybody to remember who starts at quarterback for the two teams in the Super Bowl. What a huge jackass. It's an embarrassment that he's still on the air at ESPN. Well, like I said, I, I think they just, the executives or the powers that be, this is just from my vantage point. You know, there's that, a TikTok fucking channel where a dog hits a beach ball into garbage cans and picks games. Put him on. Gets millions of views. Put him on. Make it a segment on the fucking show. Who's going to win game fucking six of the NBA finals? We're going to have a dog knock a beach ball into two garbage cans. I trust it more than I trust Stephen A. Smith's opinion. Giannis Antetokounmpo? <laughs> you can't be the face of the NBA with that many letters in your last name. I've noticed they are saying his last name a lot more on the broadcast. They finally figured it out. Anten and Kupo. Look at me. <laughs> what did Goldberg call him that one time? Giannis. <laughs> he is a freak, man. I mean, that nickname. You talk about somebody who, like, if you look at, like, all-time earned nicknames, Air Jordan, the freak, that guy. Total freak. One last baseball note. If Oakland can't figure out a deal, they're saying Vegas is going to – uh, is a real possibility. We're talking about another another team ditching Oakland for Las Vegas. Good. Fuck Oakland. And I think the A's should be in Oakland forever. And Oakland has lost their basketball team and their football team. But fuck you guys. Every other city fucking figures out. You telling me you go to look. It, we're not talking about the Giants and the Jets moving from New York City to New Jersey because Manhattan is fully developed and there ain't no place to put them. We're talking about dumpster fire Oakland, which is already going through a massive yeah. gentrification. It's, it's improving. The idea to not have any sports teams there, especially the A's, is so fucking stupid. Build them a waterfront ballpark. You have tech money. 
and if you're if you're the owner of the A's and you don't want to pay for, I, I, and by the way, I believe the owner should fucking pay for these things. I do too. If you don't want to pay for it, sell it to some gi- tech giant who will, who will fucking pay for it. And and look, I could be wrong in this, but I'm just guessing. You're gonna get your return on investment. These franchises are worth so many billions, all of them. And you are in a prime area with billionaires. You're you're right next to Silicon Valley. But Oakland has been penny pinching for 20 years. Still competitive. It's it's ridiculous. And and baseball keeps people out. You don't think Mark Cuban will take the A's tomorrow? They keep people out of the little boys club for what? So you can lose a team to Vegas? And we get another indoor stadium because of the heat. Put a fucking waterfront ballpark in Oakland. Crazy, man. When I lived there, there was no teams. The big, the big hope my two years there was that Miami was going to move. Then there were still Florida Marlins. That was the big hope. Oh, we're gonna, we're gonna go after the Florida Marlins. That's gonna. And be I'm not our against team. Vegas having teams. Yeah. Now here that we're talking about a possible third team. I think they'll eventually get an NBA team as well. It's just the city's growing too much, and there's room, right? There's any spot you want to put in the middle of the desert. Just throw a stadium there. Slap a dome on it. But the problem is, Andy Ruth, and we're going to put it. What? What is loss? I don't know that word. Loss? <laughs> L-A-S? What is loss? Los Angeles? Las Vegas? Sounds like Spanish to me, Andy Ruth. You can't have a team in a city that's not in English. Come on. How about lost Vegas? Lost is a word that I know. <laughs> I went to journalism school. <laughs> L-A-S? Can you play that in Scrabble? I don't think so. You can't speak English. You can't have a ball club. $12 million right there. I'm sick of it. San Francisco? How about St. Francis? You just going to be a Spanish city? Come on. El Paso? How about the pass? (laughs) Don't come here if you can't speak English. I'd love to hear Stephen A's take on this whole Richard Sherman stuff. It's crazy, man. Richard Sherman's a black man in America. He can do whatever he wants. It, it's actually, it's pretty sad, man. I, I think, have you read into this? Yeah. I didn't listen to the 911 call. I heard it's pretty cringy. Oh, it's tough, man. Because it's someone who's clearly is having a breakdown and obviously he plays a violent sport. Welcome to this week in CTE. I know I'm your host, OJ Simpson. (laughs) 
So he was arrested. He was booked for burglary, domestic violence. He was trying to break in the house of his in-laws. But he's also being investigated for a hit and run and a DUI. And then in the 911 call, which I listened to, his wife is saying he's threatening to kill himself. He was fighting her uncle and he was threatening to kill himself, to hang himself. And she said he drank two bottles of liquor. And obviously we haven't seen this from Richard Sherman before. He's never had any problems off the field. So it does make you wonder. You hate to just go CTE, but he's in a violent sport. Well, also, he drank two bottles of liquor. Yeah. But what caused, but again, some of these brain things cause you to drink two bottles of liquor and then drive. His car was beat up to hell. He was just driving through a construction zone, hitting shit. Yeah. Those all point to something's not right in his head, whether. Well, again, it all points to he's had he has two bottles of liquor in him. But like, you know, what causes that? Who fucking knows? Is he currently on a team? No. So there's that. I mean, again, we're talking about a guy who was doing a weekly podcast with Chris Collinsworth. It's not like yeah. he's completely out of it. The Collinsworth curse strikes again. What else did he curse? Well, Al Michaels getting DUIs. Richard Ooh. Sherman getting DUIs. Has anybody has anybody spent significant time with Chris Collinsworth that hasn't been driven to drink and drive all over the country? Man, the ghost of Walt Ruther is ready to chime in on this. You're a big Collinsworth fan. They had to pull you off a of fire hydrant when you were DUI. True. True. I made a lot of reckless decisions. This is actually an interesting rabbit hole. Yeah, Walt Ruther, Walt Ruther is like the is like a Chris Collinsworth stand, right? Yeah. How many of Walt's five sons have DUIs? <laughs> no comment. I don't think as many as you think. And I technically do not have a DUI. Did I run over a fire hydrant and leave the scene of a crime? Yes. Am I currently within one and a half miles of that fire hydrant? And I go by it every day. I found, I might frame it. I actually found the payment from the county, from the insurance company that paid the county for that fire hydrant. That's one of the things my dad kept. Crazy. Like I'm going, like the, the crazy part is you, you find wild stuff, you know, when you go through your deceased parents and it's crazy to think some of the things they kept. So in this little box, I recently found some cool stuff, like my dad's Vietnam vet draft card. Like, that's a cool thing to have. In that same box was the final payment that my insurance company made to Hamilton County for that fire hydrant. I'm like, wait, wait, these, these things are important to you, dad? You know, I could have owned they're, that. They're all, they're all things he wants, wants to get Chris Collinsworth to sign. <laughs> You know, I could have owned that. That's hilarious. Wish I could have. Okay, so we have a lot of good calls today. Ready I want to do it. I want to applaud the Dirtballs real quick for stepping it up. I think you guys have left some interesting calls, and I get 
dinged a lot for saying that I'm like too negative about the calls, but Hey, maybe I am, but, but I want to, I want to be a good cop today Mm -hmm. and say, you guys have been leaving good calls and interesting calls. So let's, uh, let's hear from, by the way, 310-359-8365. Let's start off with a response about Costco. I know you were curious about that Joe. So we have our a response defending the Costco gas lines. Okay. What's up, fellas? This is uh, Jew Boy, the number one married with two children and a third on the way dirt ball. Um, so I wanted to call in and talk about Costco gasoline. I fucking love it. Um, you know, in my area, I'm in Northern California, Bay Area. Um, the Costco gas difference between Costco the price difference between Costco and your local fucking shithole gas station is about 60 to 80 cents difference. Um, so two vehicles, one Honda Civic, second one is an SUV. If I'm in the Civic, I'll go to, a, to any other place, right? Like you were saying, 10 gallons to fill it up, you know, save five bucks. When you're filling up that SUV, you're saving at least $10. And if you just, you know, like you time it, you know, you know, when you're going to run out of gas, you're going somewhere far, you got a half a tank, you know, three quarters of a tank, you time it right. Ten bucks, you know, shit adds up if you're filling up once a week. Um, Costco's only a five minute drive for me. Andy, sounds like you fucking, if you have to hop on the freeway and go to another town to get go to Costco, maybe it's not a good idea. Um, but also, if you're an adult and you get gas at a place that has like two pumps and the reason why most people go there is to get swishers um gotta grow up man be an adult take care of your vehicles later real quick he left a a quick follow-up i forgot what else he said but he wanted to add something that i want to play sorry biggest fucking number one case of all to go to costco i forgot there's no fucking bums bothering you at the costco gas station asking you for money case closed later okay that's that's a fair point now, now that's now that's more of a big city problem. Something that, that we've had to deal with in Los Angeles, somebody harassing you. You don't have to deal with. But I would also argue that's a minor problem. I mean, we didn't. We didn't. Um, I get his point. He didn't address the main issue though, which is no one. Like, if if you have a Costco membership and Costco is cheaper, you go. But the problem is, you wait in this fucking line. Yeah, the ten dollars thing is like I get it, but time is money. What yeah. is like? What is the amount of cars that you will drive by and say I ref- like? I don't care. That's going to save me ten dollars. I'm not waiting in a fucking line for that. Yeah, again, like you do. You got two kids. You got a third on the way. It can definitely add up, especially if you have an SUV. Now that's that's huge. Sixty eighty cents is definitely huge. Now I I did experiment this week. I went to Costco on Tuesday and I compared it to the local gas station that I go down the street. It was 33 cents difference. Mm -hmm. But for me, the Costco that I go to, which is in Florence, Kentucky, Northern Kentucky, there's never a line. Right. So I went with my sister-in-law and my nephew and she actually drove. So I didn't get gas that day, but she filled up. She's got an SUV. Again, there was no line. Not a single line. Like we pulled right up after we shopped. So it's not an issue. And she's saving money. Now, someone else DM me. So I'll throw this out there. Somebody said, well, dude, I got the 
Costco, Citibank, gas car. I get 4% back. So that that's another, he's like, dude, that adds, if I go to Costco all year and I'm getting 4% back on all my gas purchases and I'm spending, you know, this many thousands of dollars in gas a year, 4% does add up. So there is that, or I'm an executive member, humble brag at Costco, which means I pay 120 bucks a, a year for my membership, which is double. And I get 2% back on all my purchases up to a thousand dollars. That would be another advantage. I'm getting the, the gas money back, but you are right. He didn't address the time as money. I'm not against going out of my way sure. to a Costco to get cheaper gas. I'm against waiting in an hour line to save $5. Sure. And I would agree, which brings us to another great call from CT. What would you wait in line for? Let's hear his call. Gentlemen, CT formerly from Seattle. Lifelong Seattle Kraken fan with the NHL drafts coming up. I need to learn about hockey. My question is today, I uh, listened to the episode about and uh, the call about Costco gas. I am definitely not waiting in line for fucking Costco gas. It'll benefit of also being the official rental card circle. I have a gas card. Humble brag. If I can fill up anywhere and not pay for it, I haven't paid for gas in goddamn years. It's been great. But to get down to my question is, I hate waiting in line. I have not done a lot of things because I didn't want to wait in the line. I'm trying to think exactly what I would want to wait in line. Like, what would be the one thing that I'd okay, I'm going to wait in line? You see, I'm just thinking, you know, beer at a sporting game. I'm going to wait in line for a beer. I don't like it, but I'll do it. Maybe like a really good slice of pizza at like a pizza place. Like, if it's the best pizza in town, I'll wait in line for that. Ruther, I know you're waiting in line for roller coasters. But what would be, like, the one thing that you wait in line for, like, three hours for? Ooh. Leave me out. Go crack it. I think it's a great question because we're all in the same age wheelhouse. Uh, at, at our age, what do you wait? Like, it's, it's basically very minimal for me. I can't think of a single thing. And this is this has been a through line throughout my life. Never waited to go in line to go into bars. Never waited in line to go into clubs. Refused to wait in line. Like if I if I'm at the ballpark and there's this beer stands or this food stand has my favorite food, and that one doesn't, fuck it. I'm, I guess I'm getting a hot dog today. Did I want a cheesesteak? Yeah, but I'm getting a hot dog. Like, um, there's really it's really limited. I mean, he said, like, I don't know what I'm waiting in line for three hours. That's just ludicrous. I've never, I never did the, like, wait in line for tickets to the movie that's coming out. I only started doing the midnight showing thing when it was like, buy what about, your ticket online and you ever get wait in line your seat. For the new Apple product or sneakers never, or anything. Never, <laughs> never once in my life. Me, me either. I, I, I've never been a, a line waiter. I, I'm like you. If I want something at a ballpark and there's a shorter line, I, I'm not, I'm just not waiting in line. 
That's and why even, I don't like amusement parks even. I don't like waiting in line for the rides. Like I'll go, I'll go with my nephew and then do it, but it's like I'm not doing it willingly. Well, even that, I, I'm not I'm not I don't want to wait in line for a roller coaster more than 30 minutes. Like that's that's probably my max. I I I don't I don't do lines either. And 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 to think three hours. Like here's a prime example. What's that ice cream place? On Abbott Kinney. Uh, yeah, I know the place you're talking about. Salt and Straw. Salt and Straw. I've waited in line there for 10 minutes. But you know what I'm talking about. I have seen the line for that. Yeah. And I've only, and, and my thing, whenever I was, that's good ice cream. And whenever I was in Venice and I was like, have a hankering, I would drive by. If there was a line, fuck it. If there's no line, I'd go in. That's what I'm saying. Like 10 minutes is fine, but I would see that line at times, which I know would be 30 to 45 minutes. And it would blow my mind because there's so many ice cream spots around there. And I would say, who is waiting in line for 30 minutes for an ice cream cone? That is ludicrous to me. Honestly, I've been put off of a lot of things. Like the idea, remember, it's like, oh, we got to wait in line to get the newest video game. We got to wait in line to get the fucking Supreme shit. We got to wait in line to get the new fucking sneakers. Like, no, nah, I don't care that much. There's almost nothing. There's, I can't think of anything. <laughs> I can't think of anything that I will willingly wait in line for an hour for. It's pretty tough. I I can't off the top of my head either. I used to, I used to get anxiety. Do you remember how bad it was to enter L.A. Coliseum for the Rams games? Yeah. And I had tickets to that already. I, I used to get anxiety waiting in that line. Well, that was the thing about that. That was even the, that was the frustrating thing about doing that was you're not, you shouldn't even be waiting in this line. That's the frustrating. You're like, why am I waiting in line? I have a fucking ticket. Yeah. That's why I hate Southwest line up. How about just fucking call my fucking gate? Call my fucking section. Yeah. Call but my you're, seat number. But I would argue you're still waiting in line on the other airlines as well. You're just sitting there waiting until they call your fucking section. Dude, the people who line up early and they do it on all the airlines, you're an asshole. You're just an asshole. The people There's, who stand. I, I, I'm, I'm running out of, I, I think at my age, and I've kind of always been this way. It's like, I'll go to this club if, if you're getting us in. I'll go to this bar if we're getting in for some reason. You're not waiting. Yeah. I, don't, I agree. I mean, even right. the townhouse in fucking Venice for, for years had a oh. line. It's like, I'd go by if, if my, if the crazy, you know, Russian or whatever he was, UFC fighting lunatic that I know from the comedy shows was working the door, I would skip the line or I wouldn't go. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. It, it's, I, I never got that. I never got that. I mean, luckily we're like, older than the age or younger than the age of like people who would like have to line up for like tickets or something. Like I would line up for like tickets if I wanted to see like a great concert, but that's like not even a thing anymore. You just buy them online and you fucking get your tickets and you go. Yeah. I love, I love to be at a concert or a ballpark or whatever and have a beer, but like, 
Not there's a line. Well, that, that, you know, when I lived in Madrid for that semester abroad, that's what kept me out of so many nights because Madrid is such a nightclub heavy city. And so many of the kids at our school, they'd be going to the nightclubs. And my buddies and I would say, dude, you're waiting in a line to go to a nightclub. The amount of bars on the same street where I can just walk right in yeah. and get a cold beer. Why? I've been to plenty of nightclubs in my life. Yeah. But it's always like, hey, Me man, too. we got this. We got this. We're going to go in here or show up at this time or this, blah, blah, blah. It's like, fine. I'll go if there's an in. Otherwise, fucking no way. Yeah. All right. Let's hop to another call. What's going on, Dirty Sports? This is Hunter from Middle of Nowhere, Michigan. Just a quick question about your music listening habit. I think really the only two that I can think of would be album or playlist type of listeners. So obviously if you're a playlist listener, you're someone that just picks up random songs, throws them into a playlist based on genre or mood. And an album would be to a poll albums when you're listening to your music going about your day. Myself, I'm more of a playlist guy, but I know that there's some people who like listening to full albums out there. Uh, and then part two of my question would be, when you are listening to a new album that you've never heard before, how important is it to listen to that album in order rather than on shuffle? Just a couple quick questions for you guys, and stay dirty. I like it. Let's do. I'm going to answer a second question first. Why? Why would you listen to an album on shuffle? Yeah, that's. I've never listened heard, to a full album. Listen I never, to it in order. I never heard of that, especially for the first time. And I will also add that there is a third option here that has not been discussed. That is something that I do a lot. But I would say that I float between the three pretty evenly these days. My whole life, I was a album, an album guy. I wasn't a like put together a mix on CDs guy. I was let's listen to the full album, then let's pick another album and let's do that. Now, in the age of digital music, playlists have obviously become a thing. I have many playlists. I listen to playlists often, uh, for sure, depending on my mood. Genres of music, no doubt about it. I listen to a lot of playlists. I still listen to a lot of albums. If I get in my head that I want to listen to some artist, I will be like, oh, I want to listen to that artist. Let's listen to this whole album. Let's listen to this whole album. The third thing I do, and it's more and more uh, prevalent these days, I will have an artist or song in my mind, like a vibe I'm feeling. I'll be like, okay, you know what? I'm What I want to listen to right now is Tom Petty's I Won't Back Down. Very specific. So I'll put that on and then I'll create Station and I'll let it go. Let's see where it takes me. Yeah, I'm definitely more of a playlist. And at this point, like Spotify just does everything for me. It's pretty pathetic. So based on the other playlists that I've made, you know, they curate their versions or whatever. So like when I get in my car, I'd list five playlists that I've never made. So it could be a combination of rap, soul, rock, whatever it is that I've been listening to, or I've listened to the last, how many years I've been on Spotify. And outside of workout mixes, I don't really make that many. I just let Spotify curate what I like, which it's kind of crazy to think about that, right? Like they know me. Yeah. I, the only time I let any of that happen is like, I'll create station around a song. Um, 
and then also like I'll do if I have an artist instead of doing an album sometimes I'll go I'm more of an Apple Music guy than a Spotify guy I I kind of bounce back between both but I'm way more Apple Music if I'm feeling an artist in the moment I'll go there and I'll go like essentials you know oh let's listen to yeah you know the band essentials sure that's Spotify's version of this is like this is the band and it would play like their 30 yeah best okay so here's the call about me and my sniffling but there's a you just did it did you do it on purpose no there's a prelude to it hey prano hey ruther this is nathan your number one wisconsin dirtball uh calling in because i got two things to say i'll keep it brief um the first one we're talking about sex moves and urban dictionary um i've always known um, the one that you guys are calling the uh, the one where uh, she's on her knees and she's jerking off two guys on either side of her. I've always known that as the skier, uh, the Olympic skier, because uh, jerking off two dudes with either hand is like ski poles when you're doing like the downhill uh, slalom skiing or whatever you call it. Um, so that, that, that I've always known that as the skier. Uh, and my personal favorite is the angry dragon, um, which is when, uh, the guy comes in her mouth so deep that it comes back out through her nose and, and like, it's like a dragon breathing <laughs> fire or something like that. So that, that's my personal favorite. I think that one's pretty hot. And then, uh, the second thing is Ruther, your sniffling, your constant sniffling on air is kind of annoying. I think you should, you should patch that up. You should fix that up. Not very professional of a of a podcaster so well uh thanks so much for the pod boys again it's it's always a good time uh stay dirty okay the sniffling i'll work what on he, what he doesn't realize is that these jerk mind a lot of time andy is just uh has some cum stuck in his nose <laughs> <laughs> doing the angry dragon i've heard of the angry dragon and the skier, the ski poles, that's yeah, when he, they're behind you, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, he messed up. I don't think you listened, Nathan, closely enough last episode. The clumsy pelican is when she's going down on somebody while she's jerking two dudes off. Again, making this motion like a clumsy pelican. The skier, exactly. She's on a couch between two guys skiing. Have I been a part of a ski thing? Yes, I have. Oh, no. You and Cutter? I'm not saying names. Jeez. A gentleman does not a, gen, a gentleman does not tell who he went. A gentleman does not tell who he went skiing with. Hey, you want to go skiing again? <laughs> yeah. I think back to some of the stuff I did. I'm like, oh my god. Uh, somebody told me yesterday that I was a really good person, and I just laughed. I mean, it was a nice compliment, but I just said, you don't even know. Somebody who doesn't know me that well, I said, you don't know half of it. Well, you, you could say now. I mean, it, it, again, it's a, it's, it's a weird, I don't think it's a weird thing to say. I'm like, oh, you're a good person. And I'm just like, have you ever gone skiing? The angry dragon, that's unbelievable. It goes back to your point. None of these things have happened. Yeah. <laughs> I just oh. want, from now on, anytime anybody hears Andy sniffle on the podcast, I just want you to think of doing the angry dragon here. I like that. 
I like that idea. Okay, you wanna you wanna put in one more call? One more. Let's do it. Let's do it. Hey, Dylan, Andy, uh, number one dirt baller, Stephen Dermer calling from South Bend, Indiana. Uh, I was just curious to see what you guys would think of. Uh, obviously, all these teams and have such different jerseys and comparisons and which colors and how many colors. But I kind of think it's cool how, like, Pittsburgh, all of their teams are black and yellow or some variation of that. Would that be something you'd like to see a lot more with different other teams and cities? Kind of get your opinion. Thanks, guys. It is pretty unique how Pittsburgh has that with their three teams. I do teams. like that. I do I, like that. I do, too. I mean, in New York, Mets, Knicks, Islanders are blue and orange. They get close, you know. Um, True. But that's, that's, a, that's a mixed bag of things. Obviously, the um, – there's so many other teams in New York with, you know, all the other sports and blah, 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 blah. But like, um, I, I always thought that was cool. And it's like, you know, it makes you like, I can go to a Knicks game and wear Knicks gear and wear a Mets hat. Yeah. You know? It makes it all work. Sure. Um, I like, I like it. I wish it was, I wish it was more, I wish it Common. was like more, more of a thing. Yeah. But I get it. Especially these days you're like trying to, you know, brand your team and you're trying to like be a thing, but like, it would be cool. Yeah. It, but good it, for Pittsburgh for doing it. You're right. It, it does work out. If, if you're at a Penguins game, you can be rocking the other two teams gear. Yeah. So it definitely works out. And obviously I assume they purposely did that. Yeah, I'm sure. 310-359-8365. That's the hotline. We got some more calls we'll get to next week and drop a call. And, and by the way, if I don't play your call, it's the competition is getting good, Joe. Yeah. Like, like that's the thing. I like I'm gonna play, I curate it. I ones I think are gonna be interesting. And I think we've had a lot of interesting non-sports calls at, with sports calls as well. But uh try not to take it too personally, you know. I don't, I don't want anybody getting all bent out of shape. Going full Richard Sherman. I was going to make, you know, I was ready to make that joke. And then I didn't because I it was trying to show a little empathy. But hey, you're in the Stephen oh, name. Angry calls to 911. You know what I mean? Well, he didn't call 911. I know. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Dirty Sports. And, uh, yeah, there was something I was going to try to say about social. I don't remember. Anyway, that's that's it for me. At Joe Prane on all things social media, except for Twitter, at Fix Your Life. Follow me, um, especially on Instagram. That's where it will be show updates. We got some shows getting ready to be booked in New York while I'm there. I'll be there August 20th, or sorry, July 20th to August 1st. Already got some shows lined up. One in Brooklyn. Looks like uh, there'll be one at the stand toward the end of my trip. There's another one in the middle. Uh, so stay on my Instagram and at JoePrano.com for shows. Uh, getting ready. This might be a little bit early. Let's say next episode. Getting ready to announce a show for the fall in a new city where I've never performed before. Um, and, and hopefully in an area that's 
you know, new for dirt. Like, I think it's going to be the closest that we've gotten to certain, uh, certain dirt balls. So, uh, when I, when I drop that one, maybe, maybe a dirt ball meetup of sorts. It's a good place for, uh, it's a good place when we announce these shows for people to come and drink in the streets and party, eat, eat a po' boy or two, you know. Wow. Wow. That's, that's a, it's a nug, little nug. It's a no chill nug right there. All right, new guys. city, Andy, a new one. Home of your favorite quarterback as well. Home, home of, home of your favorite quarterback. <laughs> and your favorite quarterback's burner account. Yes. All those things. All right, guys, that is our show for today. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for the support. Have a lovely weekend. And as always, stay dirty.